Hello and welcome to Soul Self, where we talk all things energy, consciousness, trauma healing, mindset manifesting, and more. Prepare to turn your pain into medicine and inspiration so you can be in alignment, living your purpose, having juicy relationships, and lush abundance. To stay up to date, join my newsletter at bloomshakti.com and make sure to browse some of my other offerings. Welcome to another episode of Soul Self. So last night I binge watched The Ultimatum on Netflix and this is kind of not an analysis. I did an analysis of the Netflix show Sex Life, which is like a Sex and the City spinoff, but The Ultimatum just made me realize like I gotta share some of these love lessons like so I want to get into this. If you haven't watched the show, then you can still listen to this. It's not going to ruin anything, but I highly recommend watching a couple episodes just to kind of get the gist of like what is going on, like the dynamics of those relationships. So where to start? Um, God, trashy dating shows, right? Here's the first thing. You can't give up who you are to make your partner happy. So there's a scene in the first episode where this man is sitting across from a woman and he's like, I've given up everything I'm passionate about to make you happy and this is never going to work. This is just you being a people pleaser. This is you trying to keep the peace at any cost. And the cost of doing that is you lose your authentic self. You completely kill off that part of you that has that spark, that aliveness, that magic, and it never works. The only place that that issue can ever go is resentment. Um, and I think that we've all, all been in situations where we've started dating someone, decided to not even consciously decided, but subconsciously decided that we need to morph and be more perfect for them be more of what we think they're looking for. We take their criticism seriously and, you know, come to think that, yeah, maybe there's some things that I need to change about myself and whatever. And like, yeah, we're always changing and shifting within relationships and we should always be adapting to become the best version of ourselves. But what I will tell you is that killing off that part of you that loves baking or dancing or whatever, like dressing up in crazy colors, whatever that thing is within you that's a true authentic version of yourself and your essence, you have to hold on to that at any cost. I think that what I'm starting to learn at my age is that there's nothing more important than really being yourself and feeling free to express that, especially within a relationship a romantic partnership and this is no excuse for like poor communication abuse or anything like that this is really just about there's no way that you can be happy in a relationship or like where you have to put a muzzle on your authentic self right so that's where we're gonna start and I'm gonna fucking really get into this and some of these are like really deep and some of these are simple like no shit kind of moments. And if you're listening, I can't make the right choices for you, but you know the right choices in your heart. 
the right choice is uncomfortable. It's scary. But I hope that I can give you some courage today to know that there's something better out there for you. If your relationship's not working, you don't have to stay there. You just don't. So my second lesson was that if you can't agree whether you should have children or not, don't get married. This is a huge duh kind of moment. And yet it seems like people get really lost in the weeds on this. They think that they'll be able to convince their partner this way or the other. And they think that, oh, I don't want them, but he does. And eventually he'll wear me down. But quick reminder that creating a child, bringing a child into this world is about the most permanent decision you can make. It's a lifelong commitment. It's not just 18 years. It's until you die. And you have to really want children in order to have children and enjoy your life. Even people that have children and wanted them sometimes wish they didn't have them because it's actually really challenging. And if you are someone who wants to live in integrity, I think a big part of that is you should be dedicated to raising your children with the utmost care and attention and intelligence. And if you don't really want your child how do you think you're going to raise your child? How do you think that child is going to feel about themselves? And you're not just creating a person who doesn't like themselves. You're also creating a person who's going to go on in this world and perpetuate pain on other people because of what they felt growing up. So for fuck's sake, if you don't want children, don't have them. And if you really want children and your partner doesn't, get the fuck out of there. The choice to have children or not is one of the biggest decisions you can ever make and it's really important. If you want them, you should have the right to have them and if you don't want them, you shouldn't feel obligated. I really believe this. So please, if you're in a relationship where the two of you are at odds, just get the fuck out of there because you're wasting each other's time. And that brings me to my... Third lesson from the show, don't get married in your 20s. And I made a TikTok about this and I know there's people who are 27 or 28 and they think like, I've met him, he's the one. And you don't hit your solar return until 28 to 30. So I love that. Like it's beautiful that you feel that. But by the time you're like 35, because we're a whole new person every seven years, like you're going to want totally different things, you know? And like in this show, everyone's in their early twenties and it's like, we've been dating for two years and I want a ring and I want a baby and a carriage or whatever. And it's like, you do realize like those things aren't going to make you happy, right? Like you're still going to be you. You're just going to have a husband now. You're still going to be you. Now you're just going to have a child attached to your breast. Marriage and children does not change who you are. Maybe incrementally over time, it helps you grow into the person you want to be, but it doesn't dramatically change your mindset, how you feel on a daily basis. And 
I think that if you're struggling with feeling good on a daily basis and adding a partner and children into the mix is probably not ideal. Coming from someone who's been proposed to numerous times in the past, I feel like a lot of people get married because they're like, oh, I'm in love, like I want to get married, but I don't feel like love is enough to just get married. And I'm actually glad that I declined all those offers because I just, I feel like your 20s are such a time of self-exploration and expansion. And I really encourage you to fuck your way through the Zodiac. (laughs) It's not that serious. You don't need to get married. And I think that, like, here's my next point. You need to have a really good reason for being married and feeling like you're supposed to is not a good enough reason. It's not a good enough reason. It's not a reason. You should pay your taxes. You shouldn't get married because you feel like you need to. And there's a lot of women who want to get married because it makes them feel chosen. And it's almost like they don't even care who they marry. They just want to feel chosen. And I've been having a lot of conversations with people about this. You know, they're like, why do I feel like this need to be chosen? I can feel this inside of me and I don't know where it came from. And we are programmed that the most important thing we can do is be a wife. We really are. Like the message is so strong, loud, and clear. And there's nothing wrong with being a wife. But you do have to ask yourself, why is it that you want it? And if you can't really answer that question, then perhaps getting married right now isn't the right thing for you. The other thing, I was actually talking to someone and it's a fellow femininity coach. And she was saying that a lot of this need to be chosen, like this call to be chosen, is because the little girl inside of you didn't feel like she was enough as a child. She didn't feel worthy. She didn't feel lovable. She didn't feel good enough. And when that happens, you tend to see your partner as that parent who didn't choose you. And once you are chosen by them, you finally feel worthy. Like, oh, mom and dad or dad sees me and wants me. And that's why this need to be chosen can feel so huge. And we have to be really mindful that we're not just making our partner into our parent. And we have a great reason for wanting to get married. And men are going to get married for logical reasons. Ladies, it's important to get married for an embodied reason. Like, I feel like if I get, like, for example, if I feel like, I feel like if I get married, I'll feel secure or certain or chosen. Or if I have a ring, people will know that I'm lovable. Or I want to feel like a princess for a day and have a really good big party. A marriage is about what happens in your relationship every fucking day. How do you wake up together? How do you talk to each other in the morning? How do you support each other throughout the day? What are your plans and goals and visions together? And do you have the same goals and visions together? Are you working towards that? It's not about having a big party or buying the perfect dress 
or posting about it on Instagram to make someone feel jealous. And we can often be led by these things that are not in full fucking alignment with our soul self. So just wanted to put that out there. And I think that one of the things that we can do to kind of balance this feeling that we have of like, I need to be chosen is we need to make the deliberate decision to choose ourselves first. And if you follow me on Instagram or you're on my email list, you've probably heard that or even listening to my podcast, I shared it, you know, a couple of times on here. I have a dating program, dating for love, not lust. And we go into creating the self-love foundation And my next program is going to be a level above that, healing your femininity. And then later in the year, I'm going to be having another program on inner child work and nervous system, which are correlated, you know, and that one's going to be open to men as well. So doing this deep work, investing in yourself, holding yourself accountable, allowing someone else to hold space and witness you and getting the tools and resources so you can you basically like shortcut instead of going the long route and taking more time to learn and realize things like it's fucking worthwhile, you know, and it's really important to do that. I feel like my twenties are just basically all that. And now I'm in a place where I hire business coaches and stuff instead, you know, and having that self investment in yourself is really important. And the reason this year, my business has shifted from one-on-ones to group work is because when trauma is created it's in connection with another so it can be healed in connection with another and one-on-one sessions are great however group sessions are so much more powerful because you have so many people with the same intention to heal and you also make lifelong friends like someone who's fucking like-minded investing in themselves i've become really good friends with people who i've met in other programs like containers of you know, self-improvement, personal development, healing work. So that's what I'm really excited to like have like 2022 be my year of, but I digress. (laughs) You know, when it comes to relationships, like you got to ask yourself, like, who do I want to be today? What do I want to do with my life? What do I want to do with my time? And is me wanting to do, you know, X, Y, Z, does it line up with me being with this person? Or marrying this person, does it make sense? Because when we make marriage the most important thing, we tend to compromise our ideals and our identity because we think that the ring is everything, that it's paramount. And marriage and relationships are wonderful. They're beautiful. Being in love is an incredible feeling. And you still have to fucking choose yourself every single day. So the next thing, <laughs> okay, <clears throat> I made a couple of TikToks about this. So don't marry for money. There's a woman on the show who says, you know, for me, marriage is a financial decision first and then an emotional decision. And if my partner wasn't making the money he is now, I would walk away. And there's so much to unpack with this one. It's tricky, right? Because As women, we've been taught that you have to look for a provider, someone who will take care of you. This is really important, etc. 
And I want to remind you that you have the ability to take care of yourself. And when you can take care of yourself financially, that is so sexy because then when you're with a partner, it's not that you need him. If he dies, you're going to be on the streets. There's like this desperate attachment thing. Isn't it so much better to be with someone because you want them, you desire them, you lust for them, you love them? That's an entirely different feeling. And when we get hung up on how much money someone makes, something that you'll actually come to realize over time is people's financial situations constantly change. It's a fluctuation fluctuation of up and down. Sometimes your partner might not be making much money. Because business is slow, something has changed, they leave a job, they sell their business, whatever. And the amount of money that someone is making is always going up and down. It's a roller coaster. And if you're choosing someone based on how much money they make... Like, I've been in situations where men have left their jobs, their titles, and completely crumbled you know they've broken down in front of me because they didn't know who they were without that title and that job security and what I've decided for me personally it's much more important that than you know money or salary is a man who has passion do they feel they have a purpose are they ambitious is there a mission that he's here to fulfill Because what I've discovered is someone with money may not have money tomorrow. And if they don't have passion, enthusiasm, ambition, then there is no guarantee that they will ever make money again. So someone who has passion, enthusiasm, and ambition will always find a way to make it work. They'll always come through. And that's what I encourage you to seek out. Someone who is passionate Someone who has ideas and big visions and follows through on those things. He has to have integrity and make shit happen. Not just someone who has a quote good job and a degree because they can be fired and then where are you? You know? And it's obviously important that your partner can look after themselves. They're not sleeping on a mattress on the floor and all those things. We're so beyond mothering our partners at this point. Like, If you're in my program, Let Men Be Men, that's what that program is all about. And enrollment is actually opening up later in June. But it's... Don't marry for money, okay? Period. Don't marry for money. And I also feel that if you marry a man for money, he will always see you as an expendable asset or liability. And I guarantee you, he'll cheat on you because... To him, you're just another thing, and he doesn't really care. Some women think that, oh, I'm going to marry him for his money, and he doesn't know that, but yeah, he does. Men are simple, but they're not stupid. They know, and I really feel that the fastest way to be disrespected in a relationship is when you're choosing to date someone Because you value what they have over who they are. And call me an idealist, I don't know, but 
you should marry or be with someone because you truly love them and appreciate them and think they're sexy and smart and cool and funny and you have a great time. Not because of their inheritance or their title or how flashy their life may seem. That stuff can be like fun in the moment, but it's not sustainable. It's not a reason to be with someone. And if you make the mistake of marrying or being with someone because of those reasons, you're going to pay the price because you just will, you know? So there you go. (laughs) Next love lesson. The death of your relationship will be the will be you stuck in your head, unable to express what you're feeling. So this was massively on display in this show where this man is sitting okay, he this couple loves each other and he's sitting there and he's like, I need you to tell me why you love me and she's like, Oh, I just see you as my husband and he's like I don't, he's like mystified. He doesn't even know why she's there with him. And I'm sure she does love him and she feels that, but she doesn't have the ability to get out of her head into her body and feel what she's feeling and express that to him. And I mean, there's definitely other love languages, right? Words of affirmations isn't the only one, but one of the major problems I see in relationships and honestly, This is something I've struggled with too, is people who are afraid to use their voice and express how they feel, they're afraid of rejection or being too much. Like, oh, if I tell him how I feel, he might run screaming for the hills. But you know what? Let him run screaming. Don't you want to be with someone who allows you to fully express everything you're feeling and loves that about you? And when I say fully express it, like what you're feeling, I don't mean emotionally dump on him. I don't mean that you have feelings and then go hog wild and spew them all over everyone. Emotional regulation is essential. It's important. And it's part of the feminine, which I think that's a catch 22 because even though I teach about feminine and being in your feeling and all this, I also give dating advice, which isn't manipulation unlike other dating advice. And women might think, oh, it's okay to just like be all in my feelings or, oh, I have to like suppress my feelings. But it's important to really be able to say to someone how you're truly feeling about them. It makes them feel good. It makes them feel important. And if you can't do that, you're going to have so many problems in your relationships. This thing about getting out of the head and into your body is really why I created this entire feminine program that's coming out in a couple months. And I've learned so much, like, it's that I had to create a course on it, you know? Like, it's a, there's a difference in feeling your feelings versus thinking your feelings. So, you know, that also gets me to my next point that if you're in your head about everything, which, by the way, is a protection mechanism, you've decided that being in your body is very unsafe for you, so you just live from the neck up. If you're always in your head, you're never going to truly know what you want from life. You might know, oh, I'm going to get a job. I'm going to get a husband. I want to have a baby. I want to buy this Maserati. You might know on a mental level, but you won't know it on an emotional level and you'll be so confused. And this also plays into manifesting because 
When it comes to manifesting, you have to feel it and be detached. But some people are doing affirmations all fucking day um, and just like so in their head. And there's a blockage. Like literally, if you have trauma in your body, right, it's just an energy blockage, which if you've listened to my podcast before, you know what I'm talking about. You're not going to be able to manifest those things. It's not going to come in because you're not feeling your emotions because you're so in your head, not in your body. So this work of dropping into your body, feeling your feelings, using your intuition, softening, letting your heart be open and vulnerable, this is where the rubber really meets the road because if you're not able to do that, you don't know what you want and you're going to feel so unfulfilled in yourself because you're just doing what logic has dictated you to do and that's not the secret to a beautiful life. So next, I saw an argument in the show where, oh God, it was bad. Um, a guy is telling a girl that he just started dating that his ex is starting to get intimate with someone else and he's livid. He's not really expressing his emotions. He's just stating the facts and you can tell that he's upset and the woman that he's telling this to is making a lot of facial expressions, but she's not saying anything to him. She's just like internalizing it and like freaking out. And he gets upset. He's like, don't make these faces. Why are you making these faces? And they're having this argument and they're going back and forth about tone. Don't talk to me like that. Don't be disrespectful. Don't walk away and blah, blah, blah. So they get lost in the weeds. And this happens all the time in relationships where We get lost in the details, the bullshit of an argument that doesn't fucking matter because we're avoiding the real issue. And we can avoid all of that. We can avoid all of that when we can actually say what we're feeling. So when she is doing all that, you know, being extra, he could have said, I'm being, I'm feeling really vulnerable about all this with you and I'm afraid that she's going to want to be with this guy forever and I would love it if you could just be here with me and feel some empathy or compassion and just help me through this right because it's really hard for me but because he couldn't say that they get into this melodrama don't talk to me like that and all this bullshit right and to his credit he does come back and say Hey, I'm sorry. I was for reacting that way. I was really vulnerable in the moment. But they could have avoided all that shit if he had said it in the beginning. And at the same time, it's also really difficult, right? Because we've never been modeled that stuff. It's never been modeled to us. So we see people bicker about bullshit as we're growing up and We think that's the way to do it, but I mean, does it ever resolve issues? No, it just makes the environment so hostile. It doesn't solve any problems and the same issue just keeps coming up. So the formula really is, Hey, I'm feeling X because of Y and I would really love it if Z. I know it seems really simple, but it's not as easy, but it's fucking important as hell to do. 
and write this formula down. Like you could put it above your bed or, you know, just like start sinking it into your cell so you have it. Hey, I'm feeling X because of Y and I would love it if Z. So fucking simple. So this takes me to my next point. Men communicate literally. Women don't. If you're talking to... Um, fuck, what was my train of thought? I totally, like, blinked out right now. If you're... Fuck, man. What was I saying? Men communicate literally. Women don't, right? So if you're talking to a woman, listening to her, I know you're processing the subtext. You're reading between the lines. You're connecting the dots. It's a whole fucking, like, mental gymnastics. Men generally say exactly what they're thinking and feeling. So the same guy that I mentioned, he's standing with his girlfriend and he's like, I really want to know what you're thinking and feeling. And she's like, I don't think you want to know all that. And the look on his face is he's so defeated. Like, he's like, I've told you exactly what I want. And you're still telling me that I don't want that, but I do. So if men say, I want to know what you're thinking and feeling, that's what they they mean. Like, fucking tell me, you know? Tell them. It means that I can handle it and I can hear it. And they'll tell you if it's too much. Like, you'll find out. But if someone tells you, like, I want to know how you're feeling, do them the grace of giving them what they want. Take it as they say it and just do it. And he might be like, oh, yeah, this is too much. But whatever, who cares? Like, you have to be in the moment, you know? Don't second guess what men are telling you because they mean it. If a man says to you, I don't think I'm really ready to be in a relationship, you know what that means? It means I'm not ready to be in a relationship. And you may feel like, oh, he'll change his mind. I'll blow his mind. And he'll be in with a grin. And trust me, this is coming from someone who I was, you know, dating two weeks, two years, two weeks, two, three years ago. And he told me straight off the bat, like, Hey, I don't, I'm not ready for a relationship, but I really like you, whatever. And I was just like, for a couple of days, I was like, I kept talking to him because I was like, no, we'll be fine. He'll start liking me. And then one morning I woke up and I was like, you know what? He already told me what he wants. And this is all part of my studies of like learning men and stuff, right? Because I was also taking attraction classes and all this um, psychology stuff with men. But I was like, you know what? He said he doesn't want a relationship. So he doesn't want a relationship. And ladies, like, there are certain things that will work on unhealthy men, but a mature, healthy man, you can't manipulate them. So, you know keep that in mind and like he might love you but he still feels like he's not ready so he's not going to commit and that's just going to create lots of pain and problems so please you know one of my best piece of advice when they say I'm not ready for this or I want you to do x just fucking do it just do it unless what they say that they want is something you don't feel comfortable with or whatever Actually, no, not even that. Because sometimes people say, like, I really want you to tell me what you're feeling. But if you don't feel comfortable with it, 
Like, but the reason you don't feel comfortable is because you have a bad habit and old trauma response. And quite frankly, it's an old habit or trauma response that you need to, you need to break. You need to take that responsibility to break it because you want a healthy relationship. You know, sometimes people say, I want this, but you feel uncomfortable. You have to be brutally fucking honest with yourself and ask like, is what they're asking for unreasonable or am I just being stubborn and scared? I know that's hard to hear, but facts, baby, facts. Next point, um, you know, it's really important to break old habits. There's a scene in the show where this woman is talking to her partner about marriage and he says something that she doesn't like and she literally crumbles in front of him. Her whole body language shifts, like she closes down on herself, she puts her head down, she makes her torso smaller, and she literally looks like a little girl at the dinner table that looks scolded, like that just got scolded. She's just devastated by what he says, and she's gone into a free state. So we have fight, flight, freeze, and fawn, and she's gone into freeze, and when I watched her do this, I was like, oh shit, like... I've seen that in myself and sometimes I'll get freaked out by something while I used to and like my brain will get stuck in a loop and I'm frozen like I just don't know what to do because I'm completely frozen but what I've learned about being in fight flight freeze or fawn is we have to do the opposite of what we want to do so what you want to do is close down or run or scream and run or please the other person those are the responses and we have to do the opposite of what we want to do because those impulses to do those things our childhood trauma responses and it's probably like a child responding in a way that like kept you safe like it kept you out of harm's way but now as an adult person you have to have different coping mechanisms those things that used to work it's not going to work anymore so you have to go against your instinct now and you have to be you know comfortable and you have to you know for example when I'm in a freeze mode I notice it I have awareness and I'm like fuck I'm doing that thing again and then I literally count to five and I make myself do something different I make myself do something physical. I make myself say something that's vulnerable, whatever it is, but I do something. So I count to five and I do the opposite of what I'm feeling like I need to do. And it makes such a huge difference. Like it's one of the only ways to break the pattern is you have to break it then and there in the moment. And it's not easy but it's how you start to change the problems in your relationships. So if you're like, if your instinct, something happens that you don't like, you like take your bag and walk out, right? I encourage you to feel that intense urge to flee the scene and count to five and do something different. Go hug your partner or sit down next to them and hold your hand and say, I'm so sorry. And I want to leave this room so badly, but I know I have to stay here and talk it out with you. That is going to change your relationship. Seriously, it will. 
we have these patterns and it's just not fucking working anymore you guys like it worked when you were a child and you have to be grateful for that part of yourself that knew how to keep you safe back then but it doesn't keep us safe now it just creates more fucking issues and this also brings me to my next point of you know often in relationships there's two people one of one person always needs to like talk things out immediately because there's too much anxiety if they don't get it resolved instantly and the other person gets emotionally fluttered they get overwhelmed and they they don't want to talk at all so they shut down or walk away they give the silent treatment whatever and if that is what's happening like if that is if you're a person who likes to go away and you're like I can't deal with this what you really need to do is give your partner a time frame so you can look at them and say, babe, I really know you want to talk this out right now, but I feel so overloaded, but I promise I will come back to you in 30 minutes, two hours, tonight, 6 p.m., and we'll talk this out. And the reason we do this is so we can help alleviate some of our partner's anxiety. Because no matter how angry you are with your partner, how pissed off you are, you shouldn't want to traumatize them and make them feel worse than they already do. You should always have compassion for them and where they're at. So tell them like when you're going to come back to them. They may not love it, but at least they know. And they have some sense of security that you are going to come back and you are going to talk to them and they feel valued. When we shut down and walk away, our partner thinks they don't love me. I'm not important. They don't care. And when you tell them that you're going to come back at a later time, then they feel differently. And finally, I was watching two people argue and the man is like in tears at a table at a restaurant and the woman's like, it's not getting worth worked up over. I was like, holy shit, ruthless. And if you have lost the ability to show your partner compassion when they're clearly upset, then your relationship's in deep shit like no matter what their response is whether they're pissed or crying or whatever their response is you have to know that it's coming from an emotional place they're not doing it to be a dick they're not trying to manipulate you they're doing it because they feel something and they're in pain and you should be curious about what that place is and what is happening inside of them so you can help to resolve the issue and heal the relationship It's not rocket science. If you really love someone, you should care enough to ask, like, why are you feeling this way? What happened? What can I do? And even just saying to your partner, like, how, like, asking, how can I reassure you? It's so powerful. It's so important. And You know, someone who really loves you, they're going to talk things through with you. They're going to stay by your side or on the phone with you until you feel better. And that is true maturity. It seems like a really small thing, even if there's complete fucking silence, right? Like, even if that person's just there, like, it speaks volumes. It really does. And, you know, I have a friend who I've known from college and... When all my TikTok drama happened, I reached out to him and I was like, hey, like, I need you to just like hold space for me and like, you know, 
like tell me like let me vent basically and I did and he totally reassured me and then I have another male friend that I've known since you know my early 20s so he's seen my like chaotic dating life and he gave me really good advice you know and he was just like well both men were fucking amazing because they're just like well what makes you feel fulfilled you know when and one even said like your views are strong but you have to know your shit and just stand by it and it's not a romantic relationship but in general right like at the end of the day all relationships are about love it's about give and take you know can you be reassuring can you be there for your partner even when they've done something that you know doesn't make sense to you and confuses you like can you extend that grace to them and it's not just romantic partners like it's everyone even if it's your fucking parents like and they get under your skin we chose our families for a reason they're supposed to trigger us but can you extend that grace and be like this person loves me they're having an emotional reaction and how can I help them make feel better right and I want to make them feel better because I love them but of course someone who doesn't love themselves they're gonna fucking struggle with that shit right so there we have it. I hope this was a valuable and fun episode to listen to. And wow, what a thrill. <laughs> um, if you enjoyed this, then please feel free to write a review on Apple podcast. I only have one podcast despite my podcast being risked, you know, listened to over four or 500 times. So if you could just take out the time to do that, I would really appreciate it. It's a simple energy exchange you know, it's all about balance. So there's no resentment setting in. And also tell me how, you know, tell me about anything you might like me to talk about. You can DM me on Instagram, bloomshakti, or even email me bloomshaktihealing at gmail. If you're a client of mine, then text me or let me know. But yeah, and I will talk to you all next week. Love you. Take care. Hope this was insightful and you're feeling empowered. I would appreciate if you could do an Apple podcast review. It takes less than 15 seconds. Forward and share this with anyone you feel would benefit. Tag me on Instagram and I will talk to you soon.